Hello there, this is Benny. And this is Kyle. And you're listening to The Doctor's Watcher. The podcast where I watch Doctor Who and I tell you all about it. That's the one. Um, classic standard intro there, Kyle. The one and only. Excellent. That's what we're here for. Hopefully that's what you're, you're here for too, listeners. <laughs> if not, well, maybe listen anyway and just give it a chance before you turn it off. Yeah, you know, you might want to... Uh, <laughs> Start the, uh, the 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 serial from the beginning, but um, I don't know, up to you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you do you, listener. We we have no control over your either your Doctor Who watching or your Doctor's watcher listening. Uh huh, that's true. We uh, we respect your free free will. Anyway, Kyle, how are you? What are you up to? <laughs> uh, I'm doing well. Um, yeah, we are recording this the day after a an, a holiday of the United States in which turkey is consumed. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, that was a good time. Um, but I promised you recently that I would have a Hades update. It's true. And he made me wait. Listeners, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> we're doing this for reals. So my Hades update is that after a, a, not to brag, but a pretty long win streak, I think it was like 20 games or something, I decided to go ahead and turn off God Mode. Oh, I remember you were talking about considering doing that. Yeah, I I bit the bullet and I did it and goodbye win streak. Oh, bummer. How far did you get though? <laughs> How far did you get um, without it? I think I've played two games since turning it off, and no, I've played uh, either two or three, and in one of them I died in Elysium, at the the final boss of Elysium, and That's one of them one. was yeah. the final boss of Asphodel. That one, uh, yeah, I was not too happy about that one, but... Uh, but it, is Asphodel the second realm, the, the fire yeah. one? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I thought I would make it a bit farther than that, but oh well, so it goes. Yeah. Well, sometimes depending on which loadout I choose in the beginning, um, I can even lose to the the first boss in the whole game. Um, so yeah, yeah, that game keeps you humble for sure. Yeah, for sure. And I always <laughs> I always choose whichever weapon has the darkness bonus. Yeah, I I I tend to do that too. Um, it depends. Sometimes it gives me a weapon I really don't feel like using, and then I take something else. But yeah, overall, I tend to do that. Yeah, cool. But but yeah, when I when I first turned the God Mode off, and the little pop up said like minus seventy eight percent damage reduction, <laughs> I was like, ooh, that's gonna hurt. Uh huh. So if you turn it back on, does it start from zero or do you start from seventy eight? Um, well, when you first turn it on, you start at 50%. Okay. So does and it start add two from there. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'm actually not sure if I turn it back on, if I'll start at 78 or if I'll start back at 50. Hmm. I wouldn't be too surprised if I decide to turn it back on at some point, but I want to try if, at least a few more runs before, okay. before that. Okay. Just do do whatever's most fun for you. But yeah, it is... It was definitely interesting. I, you know, I enjoyed my time with it on. I made basically all of the story progress, and yeah, now we'll see how it feels to have it off for a little bit. Very cool. 
All right. Well, um, shall we uh, talk about Doctor Who? Let's do it. So this is the third episode of the third season, episode titled Airlock. Mm-hmm. And Benny, would you remind us of our Cliff Dingler? Yeah, so um, I did I did have to sort of peek at my notes from the last episode um, to, to uh, kind of jog my memory. Um, but we have a weird blobby creature that we we just saw through through a window uh, i think technically we don't quite know i mean we know what it is but we also they haven't told us um what it is yet so we right. don't know what it is um and, we saw its uh, eye we have not seen the whole creature yet just its eye peering through the window okie doke um and so so the the doctor and vicky are are now in the um in in this much better spaceship um one that the doctor <laughs> is, is is much more appreciative of uh-huh. um and yes they they have seen they have seen a blobby eye indeed so we start basically right from there and you know the doctor and vicky are looking at this blobby eye in the window and you know they're a bit concerned and then the doctor sees a Chumbly approaching the chamber that he and Vicky are in. So they decide to GTFO. They, you know, run down the corridors to try to get out of the ship. They pass a few more Chumblies along the way. The Chumblies don't really seem to, like, care that they're there or anything. They're not, like, being threatening or anything. So it's not entirely clear why the doctor and vicky are running but yeah i think last um, time we said it was like a a borg vibe where if you don't bother them then they just sort of ignore you yeah and that seems to be continuing very cool they do get to the exit of the real ship and as they approach the exit some bars come down over the exit in you know sort of like a grill portcullis type situation Oh, it's the, it's the meddling monk. He's found them again. <laughs> uh-huh. The doctor actually gets out before this grill portcullis closes, but Vicky gets trapped inside. And the doctor heads over to the this machine that they saw earlier outside of the ship that's got, you know, some tubes and wires and whatever hooked up to the ship. Mm-hmm. And... You know, he figures that this machine probably converts the local air into ammoniac gas, presumably for the rills to breathe. Oh, buddy, before you uh, before you go sabotaging that, maybe you need to find out if these rills are really as bad as uh-huh. the, the Draven say they are. Vicky wants him to, like, try to free her, basically. Let's, you know, try to get these bars released. Fair, yeah, yeah. uh Uh-huh. He's definitely more interested in trying to sabotage the air converter. Yes, they have patience, child. When I finish with this machine, I'm sure they will release you. This feels mean. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just, like, sabotage their air machine, and, yeah, we'll see what happens, how it goes from there. 
I don't know. This almost feels like a, a, a war crime or something. Like you know, you're 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 using, uh, you know, there, there's some sort of parallel here in my mind to to using gas or something like that. Yeah, like, that makes instead sense. Instead of fighting, you're you're taking away their ability to breathe. Like, that, yeah, that, that's not that that's not cricket. So he he starts preparing to commit his war crime and messing with their air converter. As a couple of Chumblies inside the ship show up, you know, basically to the door of the ship where Vicky is. And these Chumblies seem to want to escort Vicky, like, deeper into the ship. And she doesn't really have much choice or much else to do, so she goes along with them. Are they, like, pointing guns at her to get her to go, or are they just sort of, like, I don't know, gently bumping her along or something? Um, I think it was more, it was closer to the second. I think they okay. were not being terribly aggressive. They're, they're cute. They're, they're just chumbling along. Mm-hmm. We cut back to the Draven ship, where, of course, Steven is currently basically a prisoner of the Dravens. Um, you know, they're kind of holding him to make sure that the doctor and Vicky come back mm-hmm. and he's laying on a cot, he's resting and the Draven soldiers are all standing at attention. One of the soldiers asks Maga if they should go out on patrol now, cause this is like the time that they usually go out on patrol, but Maga tells them not to, she wants him here. She does this whole little villain monologue about how stupid these Draven soldiers are, but, you know, how that's, like, specifically by design. And she really didn't want to take soldiers on this mission anyway. I told them soldiers were no good for space work. All they can do is kill. But they wouldn't listen. If you are to conquer space, they said, you will need soldiers. So here I am, confronted with danger. I'm the only one able to think. Wow. Um, who was it? Was it Alec here who was also just like constantly abusing and like putting down <laughs> uh, the the minions uh-huh. who were serving him? I feel like, I mean, it is it is very kind of like you know Saturday morning cartoon villain type of type of vibe where someone will be like. I'm surrounded by fools. <laughs> yeah, totally. This is kind of interesting, though, that they're like specifically genetically or, you know, scientifically created to be fools, essentially, the soldiers. Mm. Well, maybe it helps them follow orders or something. Yeah. So she explains to them that they don't need to go out on patrol because they have Stephen as a prisoner which means that the other two will have to help the Draven in order to save Steven. Soldiers seem to have kind of a hard time understanding this concept, though. I do not understand why they would want to help a friend. I know you don't. We would not. We would leave him here. Yes, we would. But I have heard of creatures like these. They help one another. Hmm, I wonder if that's foreshadowing. (laughs) Kyle laughs but says nothing (laughs) (laughs) Maga then goes on to this whole other villain monologue 
about. Oh, wow. She's just like stringing uh-huh. them. <laughs> this one's basically about how awesome it's going to be when they get to watch the planet explode and they will get to imagine the deaths of all the rills and the earth creatures that they leave behind on the planet after they escape on the real spaceship. Man, it's a shame that this isn't a musical because I feel like that would make a great villain song. <laughs> you know, I think it really would. I think, yeah, we might have to write a musical for the serial. Oh boy, no, that's, that's too... <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a little... I mean, we, we already did one song and I remember that took a lot that's of work true. From, from you, to be fair, but uh, yeah, um, anyway, I, I I'll just have to imagine it. It'll be a beautiful thing to imagine. Listeners, if any of you create a musical for this serial or even just a, a song for this villain monologue, chances are good that we'll play it on the show. Yeah, that would be incredible. Um, not that we expect it to happen, but uh, would, <laughs> uh, again, even just like picturing it, pretending this exists, it's a beautiful thing. It really is, yeah. So she basically orders one soldier to rest, you know, to basically go like they've got essentially Borg recharging units that they can plug into. Nice. So one soldier goes to do that. One soldier gets ordered to guard Steven and the third soldier gets sent out to look for the other Earth creatures I'm guessing, like, after the previous villain monologue, that technically this is not, quote, going on patrol. Just, you know, <laughs> going out to look for the other Earth creatures. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll kind of get for that, because it's like patrol <laughs> is you're, you're walking just a, a set route looking for anything, looking for signs of trouble. But sounds like in this case, um, uh, the, the soldier is being sent to a specific location, like straight there. Not much mm-hmm. patrolling, not much looking around, just like doing the task. Yeah, I think that's fair. That makes sense. Thank you. So the three, <laughs> the three soldiers all head to their respective duties, and Stephen opens his eyes for a moment to catch a quick glimpse of the situation, but then he closes them again before the guard notices. Ah, uh, crafty. Vicky inside the real ship has been escorted by these chumblies to basically the central chamber of the ship, or what seems to be the central chamber. She starts shouting at a chumbly, wondering what it wants, and it plays back what she said at like different speeds for a few moments, and then it starts speaking to her. What do you want anyway? What do you want anyway? We are sorry to separate you from your friend, but it was necessary. Oh, so it was like learning her language by by analyzing it or something? Something like that, yeah. Very cool. And by the way, listeners, Kyle did the uh the, the replaying what she said in, in several different speeds and, <laughs> and tones there. Um so or several different speeds and pitches. I, anyway. Um as usual, Kyle is going above and beyond here, folks. I'm probably getting the the voice of the Chumbly wrong, though, because it's been a few days since I watched this. The voice is not fresh in my memory. It uh, that's okay, Kyle. <laughs> Our Don't listeners won't it. won't hear it. So yeah. So she tells the Chumbly that the Dravins forced her and the Doctor to come here 
because, of course, they're holding their other friend prisoner, and that she and the doctor are supposed to capture the real ship for the Dravins. Mm-hmm. And the Chumbly is like, what the fuck? We offered them a ride. I wonder why they hate us so much. Mm-hmm. And Vicky's like, uh, maybe because you killed one of them, which... Uh, did they? Th- um, well, yeah, in, in the backstory that Maga told, uh, the Rills shot, the real ship shot the Chumbly ship, which returned fire. Both ships crashed, and then the Rills killed uh, a Draven soldier on the surface. Oh, okay, okay. I, I, I still don't trust Maga's version of events, and I'm pretty sure that the Chumblies are little sweethearts. Uh-huh. And yeah, the Chumbly denies like having killed anybody, basically. It, it says that it. they they don't kill anyone. Vicky starts getting frustrated with like the whole communication situation at this point. Look, who is talking? Is it is it this Chumbly? Or is it someone else? You call the machine Chumbly? Hmm. I mean, yes, we do, but also, like, <laughs> interesting. Uh-huh. And yeah, the the Chumbly, or, you know, a voice from the Chumbly, goes on to explain that the Chumblies have speakers in them that transmit the thoughts of the Rills who don't have vocal cords and communicate entirely in thought. Fantastic. I love it. Yeah. So yeah, what we actually have here is a real speaking telepathically through a Chumbly. Fantastic. That's good stuff. She wants to see the Rills and wonders why she can't. And it basically explains that it's because they look weird. Not all the dominant species in the universe look like humans. Our appearance might shock you as it shocks the Jarvin. Oh, that's kind of sweet and kind of sad. Uh-huh. We get a brief shot that shows us that the doctor is still outside of the ship and still fucking with the air converter machine. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're finding out increasingly for sure that the, the real are just a bunch of nice guys while the doctor's out there uh-huh. like, mm, yes, this will stop them from breathing. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we see that. And then we cut back to Vicky. She's basically getting more information about the backstory of this whole serial and this whole planet and whatnot. The Rill tells her that they were investigating outer space when this other ship showed up, a ship that they had never seen before. And of course, this was the Draven ship. So the Rills just like stopped and waited in space because they do not attack or kill without reason. And they were worried that, like, if they left or if they turned around to leave or whatever, that they would get fired on. So they just, like, sat there in space. Hmm. Seems legit. Mm Mm-hmm. Apparently both ships just kind of, like, sat there in space for about four dawns. And then the Rills eventually decided to just go ahead and leave. But just as they feared, as soon as they turned to leave, the Draven ship fired on them. So 
they returned fire and both ships crashed. I, I suspect we're, we're hearing the more accurate version of events here. <laughs> so, yeah, they, they tell her that after the ships crashed, the Rills, I guess, got, you know, kind of spacesuits or whatever, you know, some kind of life support suits on and set out on the surface of the planet to try to help the Dravins. And they found a badly injured Draven soldier. We started to help the soldier. Then Marga, their leader, appeared. She started to shoot at us, so we left. We could have shot back. Our weapons are superior to theirs. But we do not kill. The Dravins do. When we looked back, we saw Marga kill the injured soldier. Dang. So, yeah, basically... According to their story, like everything that the Dravins said that the Rills did, the Dravins actually did themselves, which, huh, that kind of reminds me of things that the Republicans say that the Democrats do. Hmm. Who, who would have thought that MAGA is once again taking a, a page out of that playbook? Indeed. You know, usually Doctor Who inspires like cool and fun things. But this episode's maybe the exception. <laughs> <laughs> the Rills apparently were still willing to help the Draven escape from the planet, even after all this, because they claim that, you know, they they won't gain anything if the Draven die, so might as well help them. I like these guys. Yeah, me too. Although I did kind of think the thing that they gain if the Draven die is that they gain one fewer group of people who don't like them. Well, maybe through diplomacy and kindness, <laughs> they'll be able to uh, bring these guys around. M maybe that's one way in which the, uh, the Draven are dissimilar from certain Earth politicians. Yeah. Vicky starts talking some more about how much she wishes that she could see the Rill, but they keep saying that it's better if she doesn't, and besides, they have to stay in the part of the ship that has ammoniac gas since they can't breathe oxygen, and Vicky's like, oh shit, you have to let me go, the doctor's fucking with your air machine, and she runs <laughs> off. <laughs> They're like, well, sorry, we have to stay here in this one atmosphere that we're able to breathe or we will die. And Vicky's like, oh, <laughs> that reminds me. Actually, uh -huh. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> you mind, like, opening that portcullis for just a moment? <laughs> this podcast is amazing. Oh, amazing. 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 The emissaries from the seven planets will arrive as arranged, and we will tell them all about this podcast. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Write a review and leave it with a five-star rating. We, we obey. obey. We obey. We cut back to the Draven ship, where Steven is still in the cot. He's still pretending to be asleep. And the soldier who's guarding him is kind of nodding off. 
her eyes are kind of like drifting closed. And this is another instance where the animation is different than like the original version. <laughs> and he just grabs the gun again. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, so in the original version, the guard is sitting in a chair and, you know, kind of falling asleep. But in the animation, she's standing up and kind of falling asleep. Yeah, I don't know why the animation seems to make these scenes worse. Right. Like, they make them make less sense. <laughs> uh-huh. Is she at least, like, leaning on a wall or something? Nope, she's just, like, in the <laughs> middle of the room. And then she falls over, you know, face forward and face back <laughs> as she starts uh-huh. to snore cartoonishly. <laughs> Steven kind of, you know, peeks again, opens his eyes a crack and takes a peek, and he can see that her eyes are closed and that she's about to fall asleep. So he quietly gets out of the cot and, like, creeps over to her. And when he gets close enough to her, he grabs her from behind and, like, puts one hand over her mouth and gets the rifle from her as he, like, gently lowers her to the ground. <laughs> like, like uh, what is this, solid snake style or something? <laughs> uh-huh. It was, again, kind of odd, though, because, like, she didn't resist or anything. He didn't, like do an attack or anything he just kind of like lowers her down so i don't know maybe he grabs her like as she does actually fully fall asleep well is that why they call it a sleeper hold (laughs) Uh, i don't know i'm sorry i'm sorry listeners i'm sorry kyle (laughs) (laughs) he opens the the door like the inner door to the airlock of the Draven ship. And, you know, as he's doing this, Maga and the other soldier notice what's going on and they go to try to stop him, but they're not fast enough. He gets into the airlock and he closes the inner door and he opens the outer door and he leaves the ship. Wow. And the the, uh, the the I somehow I thought because of the title of the episode the airlocks would figure more prominently into this episode, but I guess I was wrong. <laughs> so he's standing like outside of the ship in the desert and trying to decide which way to go when a chumbly rolls up towards him and starts flashing a light, and Stephen kind of like nervously backs away from the chumbly. He backs into the airlock and he basically like closes the outer door to protect himself from the chumbly. And he turns back to the inner door where Maga just looks at him like through the window in the door. Yeah, Steven, not your, not your best move there, bud. Yeah, I think he, he might, go on probation status for a person of action. Yeah. Alas. We'll see how he does for the next few episodes. <laughs> we'll, we'll review his performance. Uh-huh. So we cut back to the doctor at the real air machine. Vicky comes running up to him, followed by a couple of chumblies, and she's telling him to stop. She basically explains to him 
that the rills won't harm them. You know, everyone is safe and cool here. The the Chumbly, or, you know, the Rill speaking through the Chumbly, invites the two of them back into the ship. The Doctor is worried about being trapped in the ship, basically. But Vicky's like, The Rills wanted to harm us. The Chumbly could shoot us. Ah, uh, yes, indeed. Of course, child. Yes, it's quite true. Quite true. Yes, well, lead the way. Uh, lead the way. <laughs> well, yeah. And yeah, he he accepts this, this makes sense so he accepts it and he goes along with vicky and one of the chumblies he asks what the other chumbly is doing as it approaches the air machine going to repair the damage you have done yes yes quite so <laughs> it's like yes i did do damage <laughs> carry on <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's probably one of those things where, like, you have to hold down the button on the keyboard, like, as the timer progresses. And mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so the timer had progressed a, a fair amount, but it hadn't quite gotten to the end yet. Yeah, so the other team has to go and hold down the button, and then the, the thing moves back in the other direction. Right, yeah. Yeah. So they travel through the real ship corridors. The doctor asks Vicky what the rills look like which of course she doesn't know because they won't show themselves to her and we all get to hear yet again about how unpleasant the real appearance would be for these poor sensitive earth folk but the doctor basically thinks this is bullshit oh what nonsense we're not children you know <laughs> the doctor's like man you, you you don't know what kind of people I hang out with. Like, I, <laughs> basically the yeah. I'm trying. I think I'm trying to decide whether or not I, I want to imply or say that the doctor's a monster fucker. But um, <laughs> maybe maybe, maybe we'll see how he reacts to the uh, to uh -huh. the real. <laughs> the doctor's just like, I've seen some things. I've done some things. <laughs> <laughs> so they reach the central chamber, and the doctor asks about the drill rigging that they saw earlier. And the rill explains that they're basically drilling for power. Their ship is all repaired and, like, basically ready to go, but the suns here aren't strong enough to charge their ship for launching. I guess they've got, you know, solar panels. But Very cool, very environmentally sound. Yeah. But the suns here aren't strong enough to charge the ship, so they're drilling in search of another power source. Okay, cool. The doctor lets them know that they have less than two dawns, not 14, before the planet explodes. And the real is basically just like, well, fuck. In that case, we have no possible chance of escaping. Dang. And the doctor says that maybe he can help. And he asks for some metal cord cable. So they start discussing plans to basically transfer power from the TARDIS to the real ship. But... This discussion is quickly interrupted when the Rill receives a report from a Chumbly at the Draven ship. This Chumbly has reported that it saw a non-Draven 
leave and then re-enter the ship. And on hearing this report, Vicky basically realizes that Stephen still thinks that the Chumblies are dangerous. Mm-hmm. So she wants to go back to the Draven ship and like tell him otherwise. But the doctor is just like, nah, he can take care of himself. What doctor? We cut back to the Draven ship where Maga addresses Stephen in the airlock. She tells him that if he drops the gun, they'll set him free. But he doesn't believe them and thus does not drop the gun. So at this point, is the airlock... Are, are both the airlock doors closed? Yeah. Okay. And yeah, she's she won't let him back into the ship, basically. And he doesn't want to go out because of the chumbly. Okay. And Maga decides at this point to empty the oxygen from the airlock and she orders a soldier to go ahead and get that process started and she tells Stephen that he now has three choices stay there and die go outside and be killed by the machine or surrender it turns out that second option is not so bad Stephen uh-huh just so you know FYI back over on the real ship the doctor has coils of wire that, you know, the Rills had, and he's getting these coils of wire loaded onto the arm of a Chumbly so it can help him run the wire to the TARDIS. But before they leave, the Rill gets another report from the Chumbly that's positioned outside the Draven ship. It says that Stephen is still in the ship and it can hear what sounds like noises of distress. So the doctor tells the Chumbly with the wire to wait here and he, Vicky, and two other Chumblies rush off through the desert toward the Draven ship to try to go save Stephen. They're like, does it sound like Stephen's in trouble? And uh, that the Chumbly is transmitting that... Well, he, he seems to be getting beat up by, by the, the Draven, um, and he's, he's making these, like, n- noises of, of, like, grunting and, and whimpering, <laughs> and the Doctor and Vicky are like, hmm, well... Uh, <laughs> There's gasping go, uh, noises. This and... could go either way. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, they're tying him up, and now they're, like, hitting him or something. <laughs> The, the 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 leader is belittling him and, and he's sort of like whimpering and they're like oh i don't know <laughs> maybe, we should, maybe we should give him another like half let's, an hour let's give him a few minutes to see <laughs> see how this plays out uh-huh so they're all rushing back to the draven ship and they get stopped along the way by the draven soldier that maga sent out to look for them mm-hmm they tell this Draven soldier that they're going back to the Draven ship. And when she asks why they have these enemy machines with them, Vicky tells her that they captured the, the Chumblies, basically. Oh, that's some quick thinking. I like that. 
Yeah. And like she even gives the Chumbly a few commands to like go forward and go back and stuff like that. And like it does what she says. Nice. The Draven soldier doesn't really buy this though. Are you serious? After they've like already established how like, you know, not very independently thinking these soldiers are, you'd think that the DC would have been like <laughs> super low. Uh-huh. I, mean, I don't know, maybe Vicky just rolled super poorly, but then I don't know. I might I might almost give her advantage for having like given that the Chumbly a few commands and having it follow them. That was very yeah, clever. Like it. It's a really good idea. Sorry, Vicky. Sometimes you can do something smart and the dice just uh, let you down. Well, and I think part of it is that the Draven soldier is just trigger happy because it immediately fires its rifle at the Chumbly. But the rifle is basically completely ineffective against the Chumbly. Yeah, I think we've seen that before. Uh-huh. And Vicky manages to like get the rifle away from the soldier oh nice yeah prison of action the soldier asks vicky to kill her since she failed at her duties yikes but the doctor is just like fuck that no one's killing anyone let's get the fuck back to your fucking spaceship well said and yeah and yeah the whole crowd heads off nice we cut back to the draven ship and this is like an immediate cut. This is before the doctor and the Draven soldier and the Chumleys and Vicky arrive at the ship. And Stephen is very clearly running out of air in the airlock. He's gasping and he's, you know, acting lightheaded and whatever. Are, are you sure that's because he's running out of air, though, Kyle? <laughs> he's, he's kind of gasping, he's staggering around, he's sort of bent over, he's not standing up straight. Uh-huh. He's really sweating, the veins are popping out of his face. <laughs> the camera's really trying to not show us the midsection of his body. <laughs> oh, boy. He finally makes a decision about what to do. I'd rather face the Chumblies than you any day. All right, well, good call. Uh Uh-huh. But he's too late. The pressure differential between, like, the outside air and the airlock air is now too great, and, like, the outside pressure is basically holding the door closed. Wow, I have to uh, kind of admire them for trying to impose some some form of realistic airlock physics here. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, I think they they could have gone a little bit deeper into the explanation. Like I was definitely extrapolating at least a little bit, but but yeah, they're doing like realistic airlock physics. All right. I mean, you know, we we also appreciate your extrapolation, Kyle. I I didn't have to extrapolate too much. I I should clarify. Like it was it was clear what's happening. Okay. So he's trapped in the airlock. He can't go out. And Maga still won't let him into the ship. She basically tells him to surrender or die. And he falls to the floor of the airlock unconscious. And this is next episode on Doctor Who. Next episode, The Exploding Planet.
Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, that's a good Cliff Dangler and uh, a good next title. So I'm excited. Yeah. And yeah, I guess the airlock title actually did end up playing out <laughs> and making a bit more sense. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I spoke too soon. <laughs> That's a cool little episode. I mean, I like the I like that the Chumleys and the Rills are good. I mean, we kind of knew it. We, we we had a feeling. I think from the start when we saw how cute the Chumleys were and the fact that yeah, you know, that uh, Vicky even named them Chumleys. Like, we, we, like these aren't going to be bad. Come on. <laughs> um, but and I but, I like how quickly the Rills pick up the name Chumbly and start using it. <laughs> That's kind of cute. I like it. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, I like it. I you like know, the... Vicky uses it, and at first it's like, oh, you call them Chumblies? And then, like, from then on, the reals call them Chumblies. Yeah, we, we've just been calling them the machines, like the, the Javin do, I guess. I don't know. Uh-huh. Um, but... Um, I, I do like the message for kids that the the, the Draven, who are these kind of beautiful space women, are are bad and um, or you know overly aggressive and, and ruthless, and then the uh, the real who are gross to look at are are actually kind and and peaceful. That's a that's a good message, you know. You can't you can't judge by appearances, yeah. basically. I mean, there's probably more more subtle ways or or more um, nuanced <laughs> ways to do that. But but this is a show for kids, and and I I appreciate the the message. Yeah. Doctor Who's not known for subtlety and nuance. No, no, not not especially. No. Well, cool. Yeah, a good episode. Pretty pretty solid, I'd say. Enjoyable. Yeah, for sure. Did you have any notes that you wanted to share for the end? Um, no, I don't think so. Well, listeners, um, oh, hold on, we we got this is season three. We we're, we're doing it differently now, so hold on. <laughs> We'd like to thank Circuit Twenty Three for the music. Um, please check out his new album, Men's Vermis, at uh, circuit23.bandcamp.com slash album slash men's hyphen vermis. And, you know, there's a link in the episode show notes, so <laughs> you don't have to dive all that out if you don't want to. Um, and you can find his other music at soundcloud.com slash circuit23. And email him at uh, circuit23 two three at gmail.com i don't know i'm doing this whole thing i don't know maybe i should let you do, do some of it <laughs> you, you do the next bit yeah i think i started them started this bit the last couple episodes so probably good for us to switch them up um anyway next bit i would like to thank benny for listening to me talk all about Doctor Who. Uh, I, was hoping, <laughs> I was hoping you'd have to say that <laughs> I'd like to thank Kyle for... Oh, wait a second. I mean, we, we could do that. <laughs> and I'd like to I'd thank like Denny for... <laughs> I'd like to thank myself for talking all about Doctor Who. And I'd like to thank myself for listening to Kyle, and I'd like to thank you listeners for listening to me listening to Kyle talk about Doctor <laughs> Who. If you have any thoughts that you would like to share with us listeners or any musicals of villain monologues, <laughs> then feel free to send those to the doctor's watcher at gmail.com. At time of this recording, you can also reach us on Twitter <laughs> at Doctor Watcher. 
Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how Twitter's doing. Yeah, this episode doesn't come out for a couple of months, so who knows if we'll be on Twitter when you hear this or not. But as we record, we still are. If you like the show, please rate and review and tell a friend. Indeed, telling a friend is how we get new listeners. Yes, and we love our listeners. Indeed, listeners, we love you. We yes, you 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 specifically, listener. You're you're you the one who who is listening right now. You're you're our favorite, actually, out of all our listeners. Absolutely, <laughs> Just thought you should know that. All right. Well, um, speaking of our beloved listeners, we will see you all. Listeners, we'll see you again in two weeks uh, for the exploding planet. Bye. Bye. I do not understand. I know you don't. But despite that, you will obey orders. It may be that we shall kill neither the rills nor these earth creatures. Not with our own hands, that is. It may be better for us to escape in the rills spaceship and leave them here. And then, when we are out in space, we can look back. We will see a vast, white, exploding planet and know that they have died with it. But we will not see them die. You will not. But I at least have enough intelligence to imagine it. The fear, the horror, the shuddering of a planet in its last moments of life. And then they die. But that is for later. Attention!